I had to fucking shit my brains out, and then my girlfriend um, is just just being. She she got really drunk last night because the Avs won, and she basically had a bunch of problems. And I was trying to f be like solver, problem solver, but like she called me five minutes before, and then she's getting mad that I have to leave the record. I'd be like, I have prior obligations. <laughs> like like i pushed it back 10 minutes but like then she called me again and she was getting mad she's like you didn't tell me what time and obviously i can't tell her you know i do this every day at the same time for like the past three <laughs> weeks like but i can't say that because she'll get upset you know yeah and so yeah well that sucks um, yeah let's see here what did I – oh, I woke like, up with some great news today. With a mustache? I, I woke up first <laughs> off with a mustache. I'm wearing my Tampa Bay Rays hat just to show my respect and my regards to the city of Tampa Bay and for everything they offered us as far as hockey goes for the last three years. Unfortunately, not able to get the job done, but you know they'll come back swinging next year. Um, oh, yeah, quick flex. Oh, I officially have a channel on in every sport. Um, my Kai Soto vid got 35K and it reminded me, ooh, I just reapplied for monetization for the first time in two or three months. Got it. Really? Monetized. Yeah, we're back, baby. We're back. Woo. We're back. So, so far, starting the week off with a lot of W's here. Just catching strays, honestly. I'm catching strays. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And we got do. some Wimbledon on. Let's go. What more do you need? Is Wimbledon actually on? Yeah. I, I actually have, I've never been a huge tennis guy. Brittany Grinder set for a preliminary hearing today in Russia. Monday morning, her lawyer, Alexander Boykov. Damn, she has a Russian lawyer. Well, that makes sense because they are in Russia. They can't just send an American lawyer. To, to, you know, you can't send an American lawyer like, oh, please, please argue in Russia in a country that you didn't study. <laughs> but so, yeah, either way, I, you know, also Spurs and Hawks continue to discuss a regarding a trade centered around DeJounte Murray and John Collins. But again, this is via Jake Fisher, and this picture was tweeted by Clutch Points. So back-to-back -back terrible sources. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I personally don't get the idea of – from both sides, why would you give – like, I love John Collins, but I'd rather have DeJounte Murray. Like, he's just – more now, but then how does Jajonte Murray and Trey Young fit together? Who's going off ball? <laughs> I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, like, you're telling me – because, obviously, in theory, Trey Young is who you want to play off ball because of his shooting ability. But you're telling me you want the 5'11", or six, it's 6'1", but let's be honest, they probably gave him two inches. He's probably six-foot flat, Trey Young. Like, you really think Trey Young is going to be able to be a shooting guard? Next with Dejounte Murray, like, like he'll hit the three point shots, but he'll really like. I think you're taking away what makes Trey Young special if you don't put the ball in his hand. Yeah, dude, I don't. I I mean personally, the trade doesn't make sense for either team to me. Exactly. Um, so like, I don't really, 
I don't I don't really know what's what's going on, to be honest with you. I don't like it just doesn't if I'm the Spurs, why do I want to get rid of DeJounte for John Collins? I think you only, they they're only saying they're willing to get rid of him if they get like a godfather offer. Tell me, if you got John Collins in three first round picks, I'm kind of doing that. Even if I love DeJounte, three first round picks, especially if they have like shitty protections and John Collins, like I mean yeah, it's nice to have all those. That, yeah, three first round picks. I would do that because it's like the dude, the Rockets. They got like every first to like two thousand twenty eight or something. Well, like everyone. They announced that they would only trade Dejounte Murray for a Drew Holiday package, which was three first round picks and two players, which was wild to begin with. I thought that, like in retrospect, that three was. First. That's an equal deal. Drew Holiday, like, he still is. I think Drew Holiday's behind DeJounte Murray now in defense. But Drew Holiday was the most underrated, still is arguably the most underrated point guard in the league. Two-way threat. Yeah. But three firsts and two players. It's a hefty bundle. You could also do pick swaps. No one's telling you you can protect the picks. Yeah, pick swaps. I think you don't have to be two of them. You don't have to be fucking Brooklyn and just be like, oh, here's four, like five years of unprotected picks. Yeah, here, yeah, here's a little bit of everything. Yeah, (laughs) here's just here's everything. It's like a nice assorted bundle of fruits. So, did you see the uh, what's going on with Jalen Brown? No. So, Jalen Brown, I actually like this tweet. This guy tweeted on Twitter. Jalen Brown is so disrespected by the Celtics. And then I see the same guy tweet later that day. I can't believe he liked that tweet. And I press on Jalen Brown's Twitter, go to his likes. Still to this moment, it's it's his latest like, why Jalen Brown is so disrespected (laughs) by the Celtics. Like, and uh, it's literally so true because literally behind Al Horford, Jalen Brown was the second best player in the finals and in in the Miami series. And you're telling me, that now everyone's trying to put him in trade packages. You just so hold on. Is your hierarchy of Celtic ranked players in this finals? Al Horford. Are you are you kidding? And Jalen Brown. Yeah, and then it goes Rob actually no, no, no. Al Horford, <laughs> Robert Williams, Jason uh Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Blasphemous. Who are you putting in front? Dude, blasphemous. I'm I'm telling you, Jason Tatum was the one of the worst Celtics players for a majority of a comment if you combine the Heat and Warriors series. Robert Williams was wasn't that great in the Heat series, but Robert Williams had his moments against the Warriors. Al Horford had his moments against the Warriors. We can agree Marcus Smart, Derek White, and Tatum were at the bottom of that of the road. Like, I, I guess that's fair. I guess, I guess it's fair. Like, where was Defensive Player of the Year Marcus Smart? Nowhere. He was absolutely nowhere. He was okay. nowhere to be seen. And I loved I, every second of it. I also like, have you seen that tweet that uh, Marcus Smart got the first Defensive Player of the Year for um, for just complaining? Like, it's phrased definitely, like, if it's, I can't repeat how it's phrased just because, like, it uses, like, words I can't use. But, like, it was basically, like, basically, here, here, 
here's your defensive player award because like don't you remark is smart for like the last three months of this series i don't know a guard named not named gary payton who won defensive player of the year you don't yeah, remember him marcus marcus smart he's a oh, i don't even i even have a word to describe him I, I like Marcus I, Smart. I like Marcus Smart too. If he was on my team, I would love Marcus Smart. But when he's not on my favorite team and I'm rooting against him in the finals, he's got that goofy green hair and he's that doing nothing. Running around doing nothing. He was a grebler. It's, it's kind of funny. So but I guess you're right. Jalen Brown is one of the league's up and coming stars. I thought he was gonna choke all finals after the first quarter of game one where he was like couldn't he could not hold he could not do more than like three dribbles he's a dog he's a good defender i feel like didn't we talk about this last week part of the reason why or maybe this was with my friend who's a Celtics man part of the reason why Jalen brown was so terrible or not terrible he, he people said he was bad was he had moments where Jason Tatum was basically couldn't make a shot and all Jason Tatum's like solution for not being able to shoot was just to try to shoot out of it. And the the golf swing hurting your shoulder. No, that no that I'm Tatum. I got that. Ugh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's oh dude, literally Tatum literally oh. just Instead of being a normal person, being like, all right, my shot's not falling. Let's do something else. He's just like, I'm just shooting through this. And then Brown, I talked about this in a video I made. Let's say Brown's usage rate was normally like 30, 30 shots a game, which obviously is not real. Let's, so let's say he normally takes 30, 30 of the possessions. During the finals and even the Heat series, he was being having to use – being used – like double, he was, if he's, his quote-unquote hypothetical number was 30, he was being used 60 times. And he's not he's a, he's not that guy, you know what I mean? But every time he would just catch and shoot threes or he would take the ball in transition and dunk it, it was perfectly fine. The problem was when they tried to get Jalen Brown to play the Jason Tatum role as a half-court creator. Can he create occasionally in the half-court? 100%. The problem became with Jalen Brown when, he, when they took him out of his element, which is catch and shoot threes slashing to the basket either through backdoor cuts or off ball screen movement or in transition where he just went full on coast to coast they were literally at times just telling Jalen brown oh jason tatum can't do shit right now can't create for fuck let's have you try to do that and then he would just dribble right into the defense because that isn't his thing you know yeah their whole their whole offense was a mess I, they even when Tatum was hitting, they were too ISO heavy to begin with. That that's I mean, a great way to put it. Like they're, it's just literally hero ball. It's all it is. And I I think I talked about this. Um, I can't remember when I talked about this, but it was it reminded me so much. The series just reminded me of almost like the Houston series where you just try and get like you you almost just let them have their fun for three quarters. And then fourth mm -hmm. quarter comes around, they're tired, and you just clamp. You just turn on the clamps. Tatum had nothing all series. Jalen Brown, my issue with that, with this is, yeah, I mean, first first off, they should have used Marcus Smart, should have been involved. I mean, I guess you can't, Robert Williams injured. Al Horford should have been used more. Derek White was 
doggy down, desperate all series as well. I don't know if I'm the Celtics, like, I guess I'm running it back, but I, I don't think they win a finals running it back with the same roster. I don't, what's up, 81? Uh, I, I just don't believe, I don't believe in like their starting five. I just don't. I think it's interesting, dude, the fact that this team are, was this just a really good run or can they build upon it? Like, will this be a 30 for 30 in 10 years where people go like, like if one of them, cause it also feels like one's going to leave. And if that's the case, are people going to look back at this and be like, what if they stayed or what if like they had done something yeah. else? Cause I feel like Robert Williams is cool. Al Horford is cool, but they didn't do anything to upgrade from Al Horford. Like, is Yal Horford... Like, and Al Horford was awesome, but he old. Like, yeah. he old as fuck. Okay? And we can all agree that Al Horford, in the la- in the finals, in moments, he was slower than old people fucking. Okay? And he wasn't really... Like, again, have you seen that comedy sketch where it's just like... They had Al Horford on Steph Curry. Okay? I- I'm not an NBA coach. But personally, I would have made the adjustment and been like, who the fuck is telling Al to guard Steph Curry? Like, Mark is smart. Defense player of the year. But we're also like two weeks away. And from this NBA Finals, it's just right now, they have not done anything to improve the team. And I agree with you. I don't know what... What do you think? I don't believe in Marcus Smart as a championship caliber point guard. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. Isn't he? He's not even a point guard. He's a shooting guard. Yeah. Who's forced point to play Tatum. point guard? Playoff point Tatum. Playoff point Tatum. I remember when that game happened. Everyone was like, there was two reactions. They were like, uh, there was the one that Tatum was horrible, but then there was the other take that I even got on the train. They were like. Tatum is so good that his shot wasn't falling. He still found a way to make an impact. It was just really like everyone was just hitting their shots. It wasn't really yeah. Tatum. Tatum wasn't being a creator. He just – the passes he ended up passing ended up being catch and shoots most of the time. That was so, – they went completely off. They went haywire game one. Oh, I love being right when picking basketball so much. Just love it. <laughs> It's just so cool. <laughs> now, going into free agency, who do you who do you expect to make the loudest noise? DeAndre Aiden, Jalen Brunson, and who would we say is the third? Miles Bridges. Oh uh, yeah, I think Miles Bridges will be in Detroit pretty soon. I thought it was um, going to be Aiden. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be interested. I wouldn't be interested in Aiden anymore. But, yeah, I man, it's tough because I like Jalen Duran a lot. Oh, dude, I, I keep actually, forgetting about Duran. Like, I feel like, and I think this is what Vecini was saying, where it's like, it's just, it's going to be so reliant on fit. I feel like his future and immediate success. Mm-hmm. So I don't think him and Beef Stew would work out at all. I thought Beef Sue was going to come off, start. I'll come off the bench. Like, one of them's going to come off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. 
then they scoop up Bagley or something. Yeah, they they intend to re-sign Bagley, and Bagley's a power forward. Yeah. So you got that. I would say Aiton – shit, dude. I wouldn't be surprised if Aiton lands somewhere no one gives a shit about, like San Antonio. Um, so supposedly the Spurs are – and the Spurs are more interested in Miles Bridges, I believe, because they already have the Oak and Pirtle. But, still... but the Hawks are interested in DeAndre Aiden, but it's all reliant on him being willing not to take the max. They don't want to offer him the max contract. And the only team that I've heard rumors of being willing to pay DeAndre Aiden the max is the Detroit Pistons. But this was, of course, before draft. Yeah, I think I think they're not interested in him anymore. I think that's the rumor now. Um, I think they got their eyes. Bro, did you see that yesterday Bridges was – Miles Bridges' friend posted a picture with the caption saying, it's in my like somewhere, shoot. Um, if if Charlotte don't give us the bag, we finna go to Detroit or something like that. Oh, I got it right here. Does forgot Miles I put – Go. Go, I forgot I put the shrooms in my food, man. It got me tripping. If Charlotte don't drop the bag, we go into the Pistons. And it's picture oh, okay. of him, Miles Bridges. Okay, so so it was a wrap, but like, I, um, yeah. Also, also, this past year, again, maybe it's me overlooking it, but like, as a guy who's done all the things that Miles Bridges does, um, all the the good t- extracurricular activities. <laughs> Why does it feel like Miles Bridges has, like, this past year, I've just seen Miles Bridges' entourage, like, it maybe it's just because he's bursted onto the scene, but I just don't want, like, I don't know, it's just, a, we're seeing a lot of Miles Bridges' real life, like, off-the-court life, like, there's nothing wrong with it, it hasn't impeded his ability, but it just seems like, Hangs with the boys in the offseason a lot. Which is nothing yeah, wrong I mean, with I, it. Yeah, I'd do the same thing. Even I'd if, the like, same. they could be a bad influence. And I'm, you know me, like, I have no problem with it. We just, you want everyone to be safe. We talked about the John Morant thing last week. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where, I don't know what Miles Bridges' principles and values are, but I mean, I mean and you can have fun and still have good principles and values. I just don't want him being corrupted, like where like his boys are saying if they ain't gonna give us the bag, like. Yeah, I'm just like I don't know who I don't know how he I don't know the relationship I don't know how he stands on it you know because he could view them just straight up as his brothers and they if if he eats everybody eats, um, you know behind the scenes they could be coming back from practicing all day and working out all day and then hitting the club. I, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's all just off the court is like, but I see what exactly what you're saying. Like, like you were saying, we're talking, we talked about this with John Morant last year or week. So I definitely see where you're getting at. And it's all like, like nothing. They haven't done anything of concern. It's just like, you just, just keep an eye on it. And like, obviously some old balls aren't going to like that, but it comes down to, AI, AI it was technically broke. I mean, he's not broke because at like, what is it, 55, he gets 50 million from that Reebok deal. But AI, like there's been a lot of famous basketball players that we can argue that they're 
downfall could be attributed to their entourage. Yeah. Because their entourage ends up thinking they're just as important as the ball player. Yeah. And again, I don't know if that's the situation. You said it very well. Like, um, again, they could be his day ones. You know, we've seen LeBron James, Rich Paul. Like, again, it's just all, it's all, but LeBron James never po- posted him sipping some drink and smoking a, a joint. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Miles Bridges will never be at LeBron's level. <laughs> if, that was, if that was ever in question to begin with. I, You know what? Can we start talking about Benedict Mathurin? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go for it on the, uh, the Indiana Pacers. Well, it was Benedict, right, who thinks he's hot shit and doesn't respect his idols and needs What'd to learn say? a lesson or two. What he say? He's like he said something about how, I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm the best player on the court. I like that, but then he said LeBron's gonna have to show me that he's the best guy on the court. LeBron doesn't That's give you. a shit about you, little boy. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. This man, if he wanted to, in game one against you, if he was Michael Jordan, he dropped fifty five on your head. But LeBron isn't built like that. LeBron doesn't really – I doubt he even knows Benedict said that about him. And But you know what I'm saying? I saw some stuff that LeBron – like, oh, that's why MJ is the best because if, if, if he had said that to MJ, first off, nobody would say that to MJ because if they did, MJ, next game they play each other, he is dropping 50 points in that game, and he's dropping 35 of them in the first half. So – that's it. I like Benedict, though. I like the player confidence. I just think when we're talking about one of the greats, I'm not going to – if I'm a professional golfer, I'm not going to, like, start throwing – like, going for Tiger Woods' neck publicly. But I guess this new day and age, you give people a screen, you give these kids a screen screen to hide behind, and everyone becomes anything they want, say anything they want. I hope LeBron puts him in his place and – um I was already saying Benedict was a bust, so as far as I'm concerned, Fargan on his back. <laughs> Sorry, Benny. So, I mean, first off, I'm a big proponent that the problem there's different types of confidence. There's I think the the good confidence that we've seen, in my opinion, is the off the confidence we see from Anthony Edwards. Okay. And mm-hmm. I think what what's interesting is Anthony Edwards. He comes off confidence, but it's not over cocky. Mm-hmm. What's up, Aaron Barton? Like I don't know if you agree with me. Like Aaron Gordon, he come he like he shows that he has that dog mentality. But you know how some people just come off as it's over like the top, yeah, ignorant. Yeah, ignorant. What a yeah. good way. He's not ignorant. It's almost like. He's cocky, but in a, like a modest way. I think that's the best way to go about it. Where like you're, you know, you're that guy. Yeah, but like, like I would view Jaw as more ignorant. With it. yeah, like or Anthony, arrogant. I think arrogance probably the better word. Yeah, arrogance better word because like Anthony Edwards is the type of guy to drop like forty points, and then at the press conference he's ordering McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, like he, he's like he's like, hold up one second. I'm ordering my McDonald's. <laughs> like that's the type of guy. Like he's just yeah. dropped forty points and he's so confident in himself. He's just or, like mobile ordering McDonald's to the stadium. Like that. That guy's a fucking dog. You know. Like yeah. that's the right type of confidence. That like, you know, he like literally because I, I just find that 
Um, I don't know if Trey being small is what rubs people the wrong way. It's the way Trey makes up for his size. Like, he didn't do it as much this season, but he did the Chris Paul jump backwards thing. Like, the foul baiting. That's what's annoying about Trey Young. Because he knows he's 170 pounds, 180 pounds soaking wet. Like, and that, like, if anyone touches him, he'll literally, like, go, like, flappy. Like, flailing. Like, a flappy inflatable tubesman. Like, just flailing. So, like, it doesn't take much to knock him off his feet. So... I think that's the annoying part and why people don't like him is because he takes advantage that because, you know, like everyone complains that uh, when people like Joel Embiid or Nicole Jokic, they don't get calls. And then the refs go, well, you're not really affected by it. They're like, well, the same shit happens to Trey Young and he gets like five whistles and Joel Embiid's like literally getting hack a shack and he's like not even getting called. <laughs> That's a really like Peter Griffin laugh right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's like something I would hear in Family Guy. Trick or Trey, King of New York, Ice Trey, hey, hey. What, what just happened? Trick or Trey, yeah. Oh, Harden. I've oh, never man, liked, I I've, so I've never liked James Harden. Can I say that? I've never liked James Harden ever as a player. Like, if I have to say there's one... Like, first off, if I met James Harden, would I fanboy? Yes, it's an NBA player. But I've never been a fan of James Harden's, like, play style. Like, I think he's a great player. I just don't think he plays winning basketball. Well, he doesn't, so... <laughs> it's There's no ifs, ands, or... But James Harden and his style of basketball will never win a championship. We've been saying this for year after year after year after year. And I saw yesterday that Big Daddy Perk said that LeBron James and Dwayne Wade concocted in a lab a virus. Right into James Harden's brain and James went... Solo team, solo team, solo team. Are you reading Antonio licks his chops. He goes, you know what, James? Come to Houston. We'll pay you the big bucks. We got the strip clubs. And we'll play hero ball. And James Harden said, hot diggity dog, sign me up. Woo! Um, Was that a reenactment or was this just off? That was a reenactment of what? It was a reenactment of how James Harden went to Houston. Also, uh, he's a very big fan of those ball- those adult ballerinas. Yeah. My favorite video though is the Kawhi Leonard, the his massive hand on one of the the strippers' cheeks. Have you seen that I, that video? I, I can't think of it right now, but I know what you're talking about. Kawhi Leonard was like hands deep in a stripper's cheeks and his hands are so large that his hands like literally encapsulating the stripper's ass <laughs> like it is the greatest video you're just like Kawhi's getting it Kawhi is getting it <laughs> oh, these are i've been blurry. to i've been to one strip club seven miles outside of the town i live in in kansas it's called the outhouse it's bring your own beer nice wow. yeah yeah, we usually bring a cooler of jungle juice. Wow. 
<laughs> there you go. It's the oh only God. strip club in like a 15 mile radius that is nude. All the other strip clubs, they wear like clothes. Yeah, it's Lame. semi semi nude. This is the only full one. And the outhouse, they have one stripper who has a C-section scar. So if that's what you're saying, it's like. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh, also, no. you can pay five dollars for the strippers to whip you with your own belt. Oh, I think I'd do that for a video on my phone. Well, we usually do a sacrifice when we go. We get someone tied up to a chair and pay the strippers to like. Yeah, no one's looking. No one's itching to get to get whipped. Yeah, no, no. Uh, We pay them $50 and we tip them. And what we do is we all give them our belts and like three strippers beat the shit out of our sacrifice. Yeah, just one. For like 15 one poor pledge. Now, 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 now. It's a volunteer. It's oh, that's right. That's right. It's all volunteer. I never said this with my fraternity. This is all volunteer. <laughs> no one, no one is forced. Okay, this is all, all optional and all of their own will. Okay. Oh man. No. It's July third. Uh, we might hear some rumblings July 29th. Like, we've already heard the the tampering of P.J. Tucker signing a three-year deal for $30 million with the Philadelphia 76ers, unless the Miami Heat can pull smoke out their ass. But July 30th, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time. The, the this dude NBA... just posted a freaking video. <laughs> yeah, I did. Was... <laughs> they just posted a goddamn video. <laughs> <laughs> i love it i'm actually about to post the second one Let's but go. like but that being said july june 30th is when shit's gonna hit the fan and so the fur the the 30th is when you're gonna hear everything the legal tampering period starts i think the 30 the 30th right or the first Dude, I don't know. All I know is that last year there seemed to be a ton of tampering. So. It's not tampering if someone reports it. Yes. Sam Amick. Joe, there are sources very close to the situation who strongly believe Irving is trying to make his way to the Lakers here and everything else is just necessary noise. The sense I get is that James is very open to the idea, but the dynamics are somewhat delicate too. And if we can play that clip back to uh, what episode was it last week? Wednesday, Thursday episode. If we can get that clip going, Steve, that'd be great. Uh, where, <laughs> I, where I call it happening. And yeah. I can't wait for Kyrie to join LeBron. I don't know what you, th- what do you think about Kendrick Perkins? If- do you think that's real that Kendrick Perkins said that? LeBron James and Dwayne Wade at the, the 2012 Olympics tried to put a virus in James Harden's mind that he should go. He's so good and he should go form his own team because they wanted to break up the OKC to get more rings. No, I don't know how this just went from what we were originally talking to and circled oh, back sorry. to the yeah, Kendrick Perkins thing, but it was beautiful. Uh, no, I don't think that. I just think James Harden it, just thought he was the guy and wanted to be the guy. But 
Will Kyrie Irving be leaving the Nets, and will Kevin Durant be next? I personally think they should blow it up and build around our man, Ben Simmons. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, look, you put this in my head last week when you said you always knew the Nets were going to blow up. And... I, I personally think that at this point, then it's not working. James Harden left. Kyrie's now leaving. Kevin Durant's leaving. Let's just jerk off Ben Simmons. And yes. Let's just tell him, okay, let's get him. Also, I think KD will follow through with Aaron due to the fact that if, if the Washington Wizards, his hometown team, his favorite team in the world – Offer everybody not named Bradley Beal and Christoph Porzingis, he'll want to go there. I know you hate that Kevin Durant will go to the Wizards, but it's happening. Because the only way he could save his legacy is either by returning to the Oklahoma City Thunder or playing for the Wizards. Well, he's not going to go to Oklahoma City Thunder for a reunion because Russ is. You really think? Yeah, and they're not going to do that again. Um, Kevin Durant, if he stays, he's an idiot, first off. I mean, like, just literally, what are you doing? Um, unless he's vibing with Brooklyn. I like Ben Simmons a lot. <clears throat> he does worry me now. I think we were talking about this last week, but it worries me about his – if he he's – apparently he's just a loser. I didn't know that was – and apparently really? he's always been a loser, so – what makes like, you say this? Apparently, like LSU, the LSU fans hate Ben Simmons because they say he quit on the team, and Philly fans hate Ben Simmons because they say he quit on the team. Every team that Ben Simmons has left says he quit on the team. I am hopeful Ben Simmons, at the age of twenty-five years old, the three straight All-Star appearances. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, Aaron, I don't know what's going on anymore at this point. But I think they. I would build. I would love to build a team around Ben Simmons. If this shit didn't happen this year, I would have freaking loved to build around Ben Simmons. Now I'm a little more hesitant. I think I'd still do it. At this point, let's just if like let's say if the Lakers send Russell Westbrook to the to the Nets for a Kyrie deal, I would be I would do a three team trade, and I would trade Russell Westbrook. To another, I, I would be a four team trade, yeah, because I wouldn't take Russell Westbrook on the Nets. Uh, I don't think Katie. Sorry to to ruin your reign on your parade day, but at the young age of thirty three years old, I have a hard time imagining Kevin Durant's like, yeah, let me go play with a guy who's never accomplished anything noticeable in his entire career. Bradley Beal, and yeah, let me do that. He's made it to the Eastern Conference Final. Mm. I didn't know that was an allocate, but we'll give it to you. Um, I'm a nice guy. We'll give it oh, to you. How, how many How many Eastern Championships have you been to? Have you, been to? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I've been to two. One more than <laughs> So suck no, on I, that, bitch. <laughs> I just don't think he'll go to Washington because I think he's old and um, 
I think he just genuinely wants to go to like Phoenix with Chris Paul and Booker. I actually have seen a lot of that. Why is Phoenix such, does he have like a connection? I just think Chris Paul, Booker, Phoenix, Arizona's nice state. Um, It's warm. Change of scenery. I just, yeah, I like Beal's definitely not bad and Beal needs to be paired up with a freaking beast. And I mean, we saw with Russ and Beal, like they, they that was figured, insane. Yeah, they figured it out. They figured that, that was out, so. also. I have said this. I any team that needs has Russell Westbrook, please hire Scott Brooks. He's the lead assistant for. This is also why I want Russell Westbrook go to the Portland Trailblazers. He's the lead assistant coach for the Portland Trailblazers. Please, please, somebody go get Scott Brooks if you get Russell Westbrook on your team and tell Scott Brooks. Just design the offense like you did with the Wizards. Just bring in Robin Lopez, Alex Lynn, and Daniel Gafford and run 80 pick and rolls a game where you just literally tell the other team, we're running a pick and roll. Please try to stop it. <laughs> oh, man. I'd, I'd actually love to see Russ just somewhere. I'd, lo- I'd actually just love to see Russ outside of – I'd actually wouldn't mind seeing him in L.A. next year, but – I'd love to see Russ in Portland or even back in Washington. Like, I'd be all about that. I think Russ Russ does not have a low basketball IQ. I think, if anything, he's got one of the highest at his position. Um, I think what he lacks is – I don't know if it's patience and control. Please, with just this certain tenacity and this certain effort that shoots him in the foot when it matters the most because he can't he can't level things out i feel like there's not much balance with his game i think he's just too reliant he he's a guy who at this point in his career needs a coach who can design the scheme for him yeah i i feel like this man just gets so much disrespect and it just genuinely pisses me off like this man did the unthinkable now it's so now a 31 Imagine averaging 31.6, 10.7, and 10.4 with a steal and a half per game and still shooting almost 35% from downtown. The, the, one of the best seasons you can ever see. Like, I just I just feel like he gets so – but that was, you know, 27, 28-year-old Russ. And we're talking about, like Aaron was saying, 34-year-old Russ now, pretty much 34 years old. So just, I kind of agree can't... with you. Got to design it. Yeah, because he can't hit the right side of a fucking barn. But, <laughs> like, I don't know. And it's not like he's gone Helen Keller where he's fucking blind and can't hear. Like, he's still a functioning human in society. So, yeah. I, I, those are such a stupid analogy, but. Yeah, I didn't get it. <laughs> just, but I, on your Wizards, 22-11-11, right there. That's what I'm saying. And if you look at his stats post All-Star break, it's like even more ridiculous. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. He just went like God mode. And uh, it was unreal. He literally carried that team into the, the first round of the playoffs. But for me, the problem is Westbrook. Westbrook. No, everybody's just trying to get younger. We're in a day and age that people don't really care about has-beens. And I'm sorry to call Russell Westbrook a has-been. He's – we saw what happened with the Lakers. And that's what teams are thinking. They're like, we rather have guys who are dogs 
who are hungry, not guys who are like you want one or two ring chasers on your team because those are good locker room and good depth guys or you know good rotational pieces but you can't just build a team off of like like old players anymore you won't yeah. i think the the idea of an old team that's gone like i don't think teams want to win with the old guys anymore i i mean especially with lowry's performance this playoffs um good. chris paul um they're, these guys are too old. I think you got to find the happy medium. Mm-hmm. I, I like also the Warriors. Yeah, I the Warriors are actually to me a. I think they're an exception to the rule. I I don't know well, how Steve Kerr does what he does sometimes, or just the Warriors in general as far as managing their young players. I, Jordan Poole was in the G League last year. I mean, it's it's crazy. One year to one year, now he's wanting a max contract, like. I mean, yeah, that is wild. I know it's not all on the Warriors and Jordan Poole. It's a good basketball player to begin with, first-round pick. But Jordan Poole was like a bust a year and a half ago almost. Not yeah, bust, it, it gets like... to a certain point where it's like, what the hell are these going on in Golden State where they're able to do all this? Kyle for Russell trade, that's really interesting. I, I think that's a really interesting propose right there. I don't Man, know. Kyle Lowry I, would have been I'd so money have... for Lakers. I would have had right now. I like the idea of John Wall joining Kyle Lowry in Miami and Miami mm. doing that. So they can, instead of playing Kyle Lowry 35 minutes, they can do John Wall 20 minutes and then 28 minutes Kyle Lowry or You're vice only versa. John Wall 20 minutes. Unless he proves himself. The guy has, look, I love John Wall. You know, seven last year, a year, two years ago. But, but like, look, I agree. I agree. So maybe 28 minutes, John Wall, then Kyle Lowry, six man off the bench, 25 minutes. They just can't. I just, I mean, you could play John Wall at the same time. I just, actually, yeah, start John Wall, Kyle Lowry off the bench, but then you go, well, you're paying Kyle Lowry 30 million and you're paying John Wall the mid level exception, probably. Yeah, well, they they fumbled the bag with the Kyle Lowry signing, but I don't even know what the best thing they could do. I don't know what else they could even do. Yeah, I'm a huge, like, proponent. If you're going to side an old guy, please do a year deal. What is these teams doing <laughs> siding 37-year-olds to three-year deals? You really you know. think they're going to be good at 40? Yeah, for real. And and then at the same time, they play them 70 games in the season at 32 minutes a night. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, <laughs> you, then you get pissed off that they're burnt out in, this, in the, yeah. the, the, the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. You like Tatum's burnt out. He's fucking 24. Who do you think the 36-year-olds are going to feel? Like, literally. And I'm a big proponent that everyone's expecting this to be a huge offseason. And I still think every, everyone's playing chess for next year. Yeah. Yeah. So I only think the teams that will make the big moves this year are the teams that think they're like like a piece away from being in championship contention or they're or they're required to blow it up like let's say Utah Jazz that team will be different cuz they they need to do something but a team like the Hawks, a team like the Spurs, a team like the Pistons, a team like a Knicks 
are the teams that I really see will be doing the moves. Normally, you'd be hearing about the bigger teams, but all the other teams, I think they're looking at this. They're like, we're pretty cool with the, the running it back with the same team due to the fact that next year we'll have $50 million, $60 million extra dollars. Yeah. yeah. Also, you've been enjoying The Athletic? Not been using it. Used it yet. Well, I took I took the weekend off, dude. I I really like genuinely took the weekend off. I had a great weekend. Really? I, I made, yeah, I made oh like almost two hundred dollars this weekend off of YouTube. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Dude, I gotta take a shit so badly. This has never happened on the pod. I had to take it. That's why we delayed it ten minutes. I was taking a shit. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna figure this out. Okay. Well, Sorry, so viewers. While Jackson takes a shit from his coffee, we'll go and talk about the latest rumors. Also, I uploaded two videos, so after you guys watch, finish watching this, go check out those videos. Either way, <laughs> I also have an NFL channel. I'm just going to plug all my shit. Got an NFL channel. But Kyrie Irving has received permission to discuss a sign-and-trade deal. While Nets GM Sean Marks, superstar forward Kevin Durant, has yet to speak this offseason with each other, Kyrie Irving's camp has received, and requ after requesting, permission from the Nets to speak with other teams about a sign-and-trade package, according to multiple sources familiar with the situation. Now, and the thing is, is that Irving reportedly has six teams on his radar that he is willing to go to. The Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Clippers, the New York Knickbockers, the Heat, Miami Heat, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, my God. Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. I would love that, but I know that would just be a dumpster fire waiting to happen. A Durant and Russell Westbrook reunion is unlikely, according to a source. The Nets and Mavericks and Heat are teams that have the biggest capacity to pull off an Irving deal, but the Nets, not Nets, the Knicks and Mavericks appear to be in a bidding war over free agent Jalen Brunson, so that could put a contingency on that if that does happen for one of them. And they would probably pull out of that. Now, if I look at the Heat, the Heat, what would a Heat deal revolve around? Would it revolve around Kyle Lowry? God damn it. You know, I'm about to like finish recording this and record a freaking Nets video because I have to. Now, you probably would do Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, and Tyler Hero with a bunch of picks, I would assume, for Kyrie Irving if you're the Heat. And then if you look at like the Mavericks, you basically be willing to trade anyone not name. I agree. Miami would rock for him. And you know, Pat Riley would do his best to understand. And that's the problem. Kevin Durant's frustrated with the Nets because they never took a chance to understand or it took a moment to get to know Kyrie Irving. They always looked at him as out of place, a misunderstood guy. And Kevin Durant's kind of upset about that. And I think... My, the Miami Heat are an organization known for willing to work with people, willing to, you know, cultivate a an environment for that for each of their players to be to have it enjoyable, and especially having Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler will challenge Kyrie like he's never been challenged before. Just because Jimmy Butler is an absolute sociopath, but and I love it. Now the I don't then the next supposedly Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, Bam Kyrie Butler. That would be freaking wild. Obviously, I would love the idea of also Kyrie, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George, because then you could send they would basically send Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson, Morris. Unless is Morris contract expiring? I, I can't recall. And probably Zubak too. And a few first rounders. The Lakers, it would really be Taylor Horn Tucker, Russell Westbrook, and that would have to be a three team trade. 
And I find that one, that one would be the most interesting in my opinion. Now, when I think of a Kyrie, what is Kyrie? Do you give up first round picks for Kyrie? Like how much are you giving up for a Kyrie deal? How many picks? Is it more player base? Is it going to be what the Sixers gave up for James Harden? Or is it going to be what the what the Nets gave up for Ben Simmons? What's the right deal? How are you feeling? You lose five pounds? Yeah, just lost 10 pounds. I'm like Paolo Bancaro right now. Oh, yeah, just losing fucking fluids. <laughs> okay, so... We just found out when you were gone, Kyrie Irving has requested and received permission from the Brooklyn Nets to uh, seek a sign-and-trade deal with six teams on his radar. The Dallas Mavericks, the Miami Heat, the Los Angeles Clippers, the New York Knicks, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Miami Heat, if I hadn't said them. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. You're, yeah, they were – oh, my God. Sean Mark said, I love how everyone, I don't know, what do you, you might have been the person who started this, but like Sean Marks and KD haven't talked. Oh, no, I don't think it was, I think it was just on Twitter where it was like, I don't talk to my, I employer. made a video on it. Yeah. So I do mean, you think they should be talking or since it's like just a, an employer? It's like, well, funny that there. you said that. I just talked about it. One of the things that Durant's so upset is that the Nets never took a chance to understand Kyrie. They always looked at Kyrie as this out-of-place, out-of-sort, acting-out-of-line guy, and they never took they a chance. They always looked at Kyrie. And, like, damn. Sorry. No, you're good, pussy. <laughs> I was watching it on the toilet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but basically, Kyrie never got – he never got a chance to be understood. And I think it. Kevin Durant feels jaded. Yeah. Because mm. like he's like, this is my good friends and this is my good friend and you haven't taken the chance to understand him. I don't even I, I'm I'm more in the camp of I don't know, oh my god, it's MC. Let's go. What's good, MC? It's the OG right here. Shade Texan, what's good? Shade Texan. We actually have like a decent amount of people watching today. Dude, four of our last five have gotten two hundred or more views. I know. We're doing well, bud. We're yeah. doing well. And we don't even post clips, and we're still growing on subscribers. Yes, sir. Every Kai Soto video I make, it hasn't worked since the draft, before the draft. Every Kai Soto video I make, I'm like, check out this Kai Soto clip. <laughs> so if it, get less, if it gets like five views a day, maybe it's working. But NBA Central tweeted, the belief both amongst the league and player circles is Kyrie is gone. Thanks, Christopher. I, thanks. I appreciate it. I we try, we try for. We try. Honestly, this morning we were a little delayed, but this morning there was, I was all over the place too. I wish I knew it was gonna be a little delayed because it would have, it would have caused like at least ten minutes less of stress. Yeah. That's amazing. What's your wife post, Aaron? Yeah, it's dope. And Rachel also, Demito. Dude, did they ever tell us what – how did Caleb Swanigan die from natural causes? Did they ever say why or how? I'm telling like, you, how? dude, it's because he's 400 pounds and – Didn't they say that he caught COVID and he died? He succumbed yeah. to COVID? 
I'm because gonna, of his uh, weight. Yeah. Probably some underlying stuff going there. I don't really know. I mean, I side with Dame. I don't know what's going on with Caleb's life. I imagine some crazy ass shit was yeah, going I on. <laughs> Natural causes. I wonder if he got jabbed. What do you mean? Oh my god, no, it's too it's too much are for you, an NBA show. <laughs> are, are you are you like are you about to tell, tell me some anti vax bullshit? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that okay, is yeah, exactly this is, what's this about is, to happen. This is too much. Malik Monk is open to accepting <laughs> less money with the Los Angeles Lakers. Malik Monk said he'd he'd consider accepting less money than his market value to stay with the Lakers for the taxpayer mid-level exception. They might not be able to pay me as much as I want, he said. But I could be here and be way more comfortable as a Laker than going to any other team that would pay me five million more. So it's just me trying to figure out what a team really want me. Okay, Sierra, does yeah, it talk? What does that mean? It's a reference to fucking Naruto, you jackass. Oh, that's <laughs> sick. That's dope. Yeah, it's a Shippuden <laughs> reference. And oh, it's. I'm here as a customer. You could really you could advertise all you yeah, want. Yeah, throw it in. Yeah, it's like a really kind comment. <laughs> Itachi beats pain. Itachi beats pain. Also, Itachi's so badass. I actually have not seen like the last five episodes of the canon of Shippuden just because I got really sick of it. Just because it's like 600 episodes. Oh. Yeah. You ever watch One I, Piece? I've parts. I it's just I'm more of a Neon Genesis Evangelion. Evangelion. Nice. That's sick. It's, I'm a very big fan of Neon. I actually watched the movie again the other day. Neon Genesis Evangelion is amazing. If you've never seen End of Evangelion, the opening scene is the guy jerking off to a pair of comatosis tits, jizzes in his hand, and goes, "I'm the lowest of low." <laughs> And then, and then at the end of the movie, they like turn into liquid, and the girl's aware and tells him she's aware that he jerked off over his comatosis bot, over her comatosis body. Yeah. That's fucking filmmaking right there. <laughs> Ooh, we got some raps, love. Oh yeah, it's pro pro Lowry propaganda. I agree that Kyle Lowry's a dog, but. It's I know I know that reps my thing with with Kyle Lowry is I know how valuable he is and he's super valuable to them in the regular season. But when you're playing this cat all year, every single night, let me double check this. Kyle Lowry this past season, sixty-three games at thirty-four minutes played per game at the age of thirty-five years old. You can't be surprised when it gets to the playoff time and he isn't as like everyone's tired at that point. But I mean, Kyle Lowry in the playoffs this year, 7.8 points per game, 29% from the field, two turnovers, right? Two turnovers isn't bad, but, like, you just can't be surprised when a 35-year-old player is gassed after playing 34 a night all season. So you should have spaced it out more properly. You should have run more Tyler Hero, more Duncan Robinson, whatever needed to happen in order to not – to prevent that. So that's why I like what Ciro was saying with John Wall because you'd be able to kind of divvy up the loads there. I mean, John Wall hasn't played much basketball in the last four years in general. So I know he's up there in age as well. Like, was he 32? But he's got oh, plenty of gas in the tank. John Wall's 31 going on 32. 
I also okay. think the fact that he's got a full season of rest uh, or 18 months of rest, I think John Wall's going to be rejuvenated, rejuvenated or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he kept Houston in most of these games. Like, I'd watch Houston because I streamed almost every Rocky game two years ago. And we would be – honestly, like, we would kind of be – we'd be, like, kind of close-ish halftime and then – End of the third quarter, John Wall would get subbed out and team would be down like 10, 15 points. Every single game would be down like 10, 15 points going into the last quarter. John Wall would get subbed in at the start of the fourth and he'd ignite this comeback and there'd be this little comeback and we'd be within a few. And then by the end of the game, John Wall, everyone else is just gassed because um, spent the whole fourth quarter trying to come back. But he, 20 and seven, I mean, I thought he played. I thought he played fine. I'm really excited to see John Wall back on on the court. So I really hope they figure this buyout out. <laughs> no, I agree. It's interesting as all hell. I mean, first up, I love John Wall's approach. He's like, you know, I'm willing to play for you guys. Like, I'll play. And they're like, but we want to buy you out. He's like, okay, give me my 47 million. They're like, no, we're gonna buy you out for like 20. He's like, nah. He's like, I'll play. He's like. But I'll only be bought out for 47. They're going to be. And it's just the funniest thing because he's like, you can buy me out. Just pay me my 47. And he's like, well, no. And he's like, okay. So what are we going to do about it? They're like, you want to come off the bench? No, because I don't know anyone who makes $47 million to come off the bench. And they're like, well, we don't want to play you. He's like, well, I want my $47 million. And they're like, well, you can just go home and we'll pay you that $47 million. I think John Wall's a fucking G. He is a G, yeah. He got Crazy. paid like $90 million the past two years just to play. And, okay, not entirely. John Wall, young John Wall, basically Jaden Ivey is John Wall as a shooting guard when he came out of college, except not as good defensively. John Wall is a dog defensively. John Wall was a top five point guard in his prime, was the best defensive point guard in the league. John Wall... Had, when we, Even on the Rockets, we saw he adjusted his game. I would say he's not the dunking, not the driving guy anymore. John Wall's game depends on his three-point shot now. John Wall's either going to live or die by the ability to hit the open three-point shot. If he can't hit the open three-point shot, he's going to become Russell Westbrook. Due to the fact... That Russell Westbrook's biggest problem to his success now is he's such a bad three-point shooter. Teams just see when he has the ball, they just space back and they're just like, we know you want to drive. We know you want to drive. We know you want to drive. We don't respect your three-point shot. Take the three-point shot. And that's what they're going to tell John Wall. Yeah. Good to see I mean, John Wall two years before he got injured, 37% from downtown last season, 32%. You got to think he's probably like John Fall. You got to think John Fall's probably around. He's probably getting to 35. Yeah, I think hey, 35 man. is fine. 35, at least 34, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I want John Wall for his defense and his leadership. He's a good playmaker. Yeah. Yeah, good playmaker. And like the thing is, is, well, the thing with John Wall is like passing isn't his biggest skill, but he's still a good passer. Yeah. What do you 
Lawrence, what do you feel? I feel great. What do I feel about what? Any any thoughts before we wrap up the show? We're coming up on an hour. Hmm. 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 Uh, I think breakfast is the best meal of the day, but I never eat it. I don't. I don't eat breakfast. I fast until noon. But would you agree that breakfast has some? Would you agree with the statement? Breakfast has some of the best dishes. Not not American breakfast. American breakfast is fucking terrible. American breakfast is oh, just oh sugar. No. Oh, do you want to go to France, France, and have a croissant and coffee I, and cheese, and then I, go surrender in a war? <laughs> oh, no. Actually, though, though, let's. Cinnamon rolls are fucking fantastic. I can only eat like one or two because it gets too sugary for me. But uh, I will. I personally, I love a croissant. Croissant with Swiss cheese. A wee wee. And I don't know. I, I don't know. So like each culture has different breakfasts. And like I, when I used to work landscaping, I used to work for these uh, three Mexicans in a Guatemalan and the Guatemalan's wife would make fresh tortillas every morning. And then this like mix of salsa that was really spicy and you would throw the salsa in the tortilla, like fold it and eat it. And like that was one of the, my favorite like food. And okay. I worked in a four star American cuisine restaurant and I was the sous chef for our brunch. Americans cuisine is is not the same as other cuisine. If we're going to does cuisine count as culture? Uh I I don't know. I know what you're saying though. Like in Italy the breakfast is like a a roll, a cheese and a yeah. coffee. Yeah, or like in so in America, the idea of a breakfast centered around bacon so like eggs and stuff was actually a idea pushed by marketers and advertisers to sell more eggs meat and shit like everything we eat is yeah yeah it's all it's all the problem with american cuisine is that it's the corporization of food yeah and when you go and when you go to other countries like uh, my family's from argentina and italy and like yugoslavia or former yugoslavia and i have family in like amsterdam and shit and like when you go over there it's not even like like croissants, like you can go get a pa- like pastries and shit, and like the pastries are different, or like a breakfast is like, I don't know, it's just like simpler. Or the German breakfast I've heard is fucking huge. Like Germans are like, or like Hispanics, a lot of Latino cultures, their biggest meal is breakfast, and their smallest meal is dinner. I just know German meals, or oh, every meal of German is huge. Like Germans intake one of the highest calorie intakes on a day-to-day basis because isn't it like very potato based if that's who spread so the morning i've actually never been to germany i've been to epcot if you've been to epcot when i was younger yeah i used to live live an hour away from from disney disney world (laughs) as a child i hate disney world but i'd actually freaking I think I'd ball out at Epcot. I'm down to go to Epcot. My parents like, the day I move. Are the definitions of Latinos and Jews the fact that my parents, instead of buying us as children when I was like between the ages of five and nine, season passes to fucking Disneyland like every other kids, they got a season passes to Bush Gardens and SeaWorld 
I used to, I've been oh. to SeaWorld and Busch Gardens probably a hundred times. I used wow. to go every weekend, like from the year 04 to 09. I've seen Shamu. I've been splashed by Shamu. Yeah, yeah, that's how old this is. Yeah, I got to see Shamu. I got to slap him on the flipper. Guy was a stud, okay? And I got splashed by him. Also, I'm actually very much afraid of Af not like nothing racial or anything. I'm afraid of Africa due to the diseases. My sister, last time she went to Argentina, she got yellow fever and had to get a needle shoved up her ass. So, like, I can only imagine what needles I'll need to get shoved up my ass to go to go to Africa. Because before you can go to Africa, I had a uh, teacher who was a what's the not Red Cross, but um. Which is the one where Peace Corp. She was a Peace Corp. And she said she was taking a shit in a hole in Africa and a worm flew up her asshole. <laughs> I love you get yellow fever. <laughs> I don't know how you get yellow fever, but bro, I am so not about getting sick. I don't get sick. I don't get sick. I'm not about getting sick. So I avoid places that I can get sick. I'm also very much afraid of the AIDS. <laughs> Where did your oh so 2012 with Ebola must have been a tough year for you? No, I wasn't afraid. Of, I, year that was. I wasn't afraid of Ebola. Uh, <laughs> that shit wasn't gonna hit me. Um, Where but, did your sister go to Africa? Like right no, now, my sister never went to tomorrow. Africa. This was in Argentina. You jackass! When she got oh, yellow. I was. Just oh, saying, your sister got yellow fever in Argentina. Yes, but I, oh. I and I was correlating the fact that she got yellow fever in Argentina and had to get a needle in her ass. I can only imagine what needles will need to go in my ass so I can go to Africa. Well, I assume Argentina. I mean, it's a third world country. Yeah, but like, is there just yellow fever? Is everybody just getting yellow fever in oh, no. Argentina? Also, it's probably because she drank the tap water. You're not supposed to drink tap water well, in other. So there you go. <laughs> I, well, I drink the tap water. I've I've never had a problem drinking the tap water. I'm just, just built wild. different. Okay. Yeah. Um. But, like, also, if I go to Africa, I want to go to the fucking Sahara, reenact Teddy Roosevelt pictures. Dude, that'd be freaking tight. Wouldn't that be cool? Learned... I wouldn't go poach animals, but I would reenact me, po like, being Teddy Roosevelt poaching animals. Didn't we talk about King Leopold, like, two weeks ago on this? What? King Teddy... Leopold II. This was, like, at the beginning. King Leopold III. <laughs> the son... The guy, King Leopold III was fine. King Leopold II and first were terrible. And then the, the uh, guy after King Leopold III was bad as well. King Leopold III's son. But my grandfather, wore, after to escape persecution for murdering my great-grandfather, because my great-grandfather was going to leave my great-grandmother for a younger woman in Yugoslavia in like the 1930s, he escaped persecution, or the 1920s, I think 1930s. He escaped persecution by being sent to Belgium and he studied at like the like a uh, Royal University in Belgium and worked his way up to being the second the the right hand man second second basically the right hand man of King Leopold III so at my dad's house I have a typewritten letter personally signed by King Leopold III thanking my grandfather for his service and gratitude and basically a war like like saying it was a privilege for to have him there and then 
my grandfather went back to Yugoslavia and fought alongside the Royal British Army to liberate with Tito to liberate from the uh, Nazi per, Nazi persecution, and then this is this is just one, one day somebody's gonna go watch our first once once we have one million subs, somebody's gonna go watch our old podcast, and they're just gonna be they're gonna click on a random episode, go to a random time, and they're gonna see you pull out a King Leopold. Um, whatever that word was i can't think of it right now and they could be like what the fuck is going i don't know i don't even know what it is it's in it's in do they speak dutch or french in belgium because i know they don't speak belgish that's not a language they either speak french or dutch in belgium go dutch yeah i think it's all written dutch i can't fucking read dutch i can read french portuguese spanish and italian i can speak spanish and italian jesus christ yeah i speak three languages you fucking cunt but my dad speaks five my grandfather's third one Italian, Spanish, English. I'm okay. Oh, si. Italiano. Si, 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 senor. Well, uh, hablo castellano, es el español de Argentina y de Uruguay y Paraguay, de un parte de España cuando vinieron. Y también porque tenemos tanto italianos de Argentina, hablamos con un poquito, no de, decimos pijama, decimos pijama. Y también hablamos con el chao. Cuando de, chao. Yeah, like we say a lot of Italian words in Argentina because like our our Spanish is basically Italian and Spanish put together. Okay, okay, that is it. Go check out all twenty of Will Jackson's, aka Will Upton, YouTube channels. Go check out my NFL channel, my NBA channel, which is my main channel. Like and subscribe to this channel. And if you guys have anything you want us to do. Follow us on social media and DM us because I have nothing better to do. I don't, I actually do have things to do. Like, I have a screenplay I'm writing, so like, I gotta finish that. But like, you get the fucking. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I have a pair of hawks coming down and eat, kill, like, snatching up a pair of ducks while my guys are smoking, and then they almost back into a, a mentally challenged kid. That's the opening scene. This is just like just just freelance writing, or is this for like something, or? Well, just writing the. I just writing. one of my one of my friends has sixty thousand uh, followers on Instagram, and I just found out he's a cinematographer. He's right now filming Bryce Hall's uh, horror movie, and yeah, cool. he, ha- he has a bunch of he has a bunch of connections and stuff, and. I took a screen. I've always written movies. I've written two movies now. I'm working on this is either a pilot or my third movie I'm writing. And I he's seen I posted on my social media like on my stories that I I'm, I was writing a movie and he asked me to send stuff. And after talking and building up his trust cuz you don't send people your screenplays unless you trust them. And basically I just sent him I wrote a crime, like a crime thriller that I sent him. Now I'm working on a comedy movie and basically about a kid who just graduated college and and he's the son of an affluent uh, Serbian Argentine American family. And he's trying to figure out what's next going into the real world. Also, his dad is the speaker of the house. And so he gets hired by a company that the only reason they hired him is to try to get their father, the vote in their favor for corporate uh gains is this loosely based on your life 
part parts of it but like the 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 ideas combination of a few movies i've seen head office um soul man uh grandma's boy few movies i i have a couple things that i like i mean a lot of my screenplays are just i also i do talk a lot about my i do talk spanish sometimes in my videos but i do talk about my screenplays sometimes that's but, yeah. sick i do yeah i've i, I work on screenplays because like i'm taking i've taken like i was i took a few acting classes i was trained by a yale graduate tamia feardman uh feldman not feardman feldman she taught me uh, acting one and two now i'm taking three years later another acting class acting for the camera uh, i like acting but i fucking hate theater i hate theater i think theater's fucking stupid i hate theater folk but oh yeah my girlfriend actually got me this in greece she painted it is that blastoise yeah blastoise I got, a, I got a bunch of knickknacks back here. Looks like Squirtle. That's who Squirtle becomes. There you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. I got a lot of figurines so people can notice. You ever get those um, uh, minifigures in NBA? No. Top shots? No, because I'm not a fucking child. Oh, oh, you have a pair. You have a pair. Don't oh, you? I have like 12. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you do, you fucking child. That's <laughs> like 12. Most yeah. of the shit behind me, I didn't buy. That's a lie, but like, um, yeah, I didn't buy most of the stuff. Like, that's a gift because I'm obsessed with James Bond. Um, I have like right here. I bought this when I was like seven years old. This is a Vietnam helmet. I'm like a huge, uh, like I'm a huge historian. Um, this is like one of the first posters ever. I used to emulate my game after Fernando Torres. I got this poster from my third grade teacher. If at first you don't succeed, you're not alone. It's as FDR, Harry Truman, Dwight E. Eisenhower, and Abe Lincoln, and all their failures before they became president. Um, marijuana. This is from the first Magic's game I ever, first NBA game I ever went to, Magic versus the Wizards. And then I bought this actually just because I was thought it was dope and I thought it'd be a cool backdrop. And then I found this in one of the, we had a building demolished at our fraternity because it was condemned by the fire department. It was our smoking room, and they said, "Yeah, you guys cannot have this building standing. It is a fucking fire hazard." So we had to demolish it. So we got to keep some stuff in there. Like I got a free couch from there. Nice. It was terrible, but like it got the job done. And then yeah. Okay, I'm done. I'm done talking. Wait, real about quick, my... you could just like you could get like cigarettes right now, right? Yeah, but I don't yeah. smoke cigs anymore. I quit cigs when I was 17. Wait. I started smoking cigarettes when I was 12. Jesus. Started smoking Virginia Slims. Then I worked my way over to Marlboro. Then I worked my way over to Natural American Spirits. And then I started smoking oh. Parliaments. I smoked no. Par no, Parliaments no. from 15 to 17. Clear it. No, 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 no. And then I'm I saying, quit, quit cigarettes. I haven't smoked a cigarette since I was 17. But I'm saying you could just get like a pledge right now to like get you no. some pods. A, I don't have any pledges. And B, they're called new members for anyone watching. <laughs> They are not pledges. They are new members, and if they are, and if they aren't new members, they are PNMs, potential new members. And anything oh, that happens to them is volunteer based, and not as everything is done accordance to the law. Are you oh, asking that. me? 
Yes, I. What's I, that I, called here? Chop. 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 Yeah. Chop. Or a mole. A mole. A chop. If it ain't spirit, don't clear it. I used to smoke doka. We used to get. We used to put weed and then put a little Doha, which is Arabian tobacco that's like five times stronger. But then we got to this thing where we found out if you don't put any weed and you just smoke a full bowl pack of Doha, which is Arabian tobacco, you can black out and force yourself to get high like the Native Americans used to do with nose pipes. So you would black out, cause like – I personally wouldn't do it because I don't – I never liked it that much. But you cause yourself to black out for like five seconds. You start to sweat and you get high off the nicotine. Yeah, my friends used to do that with Doha. Dude, I got wild shit I could tell you. That wild shit. It's probably easier for me to tell you what I haven't done than what I have. <laughs> I love it. Okay, goodbye, boys. Hopefully your parents didn't hear anything, and I hope you guys are all over the age of 16. Well, 18. 16 sounds weird, but I hope you guys are. <laughs> Flip that. <laughs> yeah, clip that. Bye. Bye. This uh, is this has yeah. gotten controversial. Uh,